just about to start in a moment, so if you could please find your way to a seat. So, good morning, everybody. Um, if you're joining us for the first time today, you're so welcome. Um, we're very happy to have you with us. Um, if you do feel like God has put something on your heart to share this morning, I just encourage you to um, all be leaning into um, what the Holy Spirit might be doing this morning. So if you do feel like you have something to share, Andrew is going to be responsible elder, so you can come find Andrew and myself at the front. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any children with you this morning, uh, you can register your children downstairs. Um, if you are new, when Christine releases the children to go downstairs, you can just follow the crowd out the back door. And now we're going to hand over to Christine, who's going to lead us in time of worship. Thanks, Jess. Let's stand and let's pray as we begin this time of worship. Lord, we come to you. We want to put down at your feet our concerns our sadness, our joy. We want to bring them all to you and we want to worship you this morning. We ask that your Holy Spirit will come and enable us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Amen. Sing, give thanks to the Lord, our God and King.
You rescued us. You died for us. And you rose again that we might live. Thank you. children, the young people, and those who are going with them, as they go to their groups. Bless them, we pray. Bless them.
I'm just going to invite Roger. Um, he feels like God has put something on his heart just to share with us. Um, so I'm going to hand over to Roger. Thank you. I'm not finding things um, easy at the moment. I get very anxious and worry. Um, and it's not easy. It's a battle. And we've just come back from a, um, about 11 days to Scotland. We've been to Scotland. Um, by train or the journey, and some of it wasn't easy. We had a lot of connections to make. In one particular instance, we were in a place called Arisaig, which is on the west coast, and we had to get a train, and we were getting the train from there to Oban, where we were then gonna get a ferry. The train came at 10.25, 
and we were in a hotel. But the journey from the hotel wasn't long, but it was uphill to the station. And when we arrived, we thought, oh, we might get a taxi. We'd inquired about a taxi. Well, in Arisaig, there is one taxi. So that wasn't easy. And also, my anxiety comes into play. What if the taxi driver doesn't come? So we've got to walk it. It was the 10.25. If we missed that train, the next one was at 16.25 in the afternoon. So we really needed to get it. So I talked to Christine, who does not like walking uphill. And we discussed the matter, and we came to an agreement. We'd get up early, we'd allow time, and we'd walk to the station. We can stop on the way to get our breath back, and that's what we did, and we caught the train. It wasn't easy, it was a battle. When we got to Oban, we were then gonna get a ferry to the Isle of Mull on the west coast. Plenty, well, there was time, there should have been about 40 minutes. But the train was late, and it got later. So I think we're gonna to get to Oban, at about, with 10 minutes to spare, to catch a ferry. Not easy, when we don't know where to walk. But then, again, a bit of a battle. The station before, we got out of our seats, so we were by the door. And at some times, you have to be, the train was very busy, and the polite English people, you know, we all wait back. Well, there comes a time where you uh, have to push a bit and go hard, and because I'm gonna get that ferry. Now, I could get off and run for it, but Christine couldn't, so I have to allow for that. So we wait, we get off the train, and we got to the ferry, five minutes to spare, we walked on, and they shut the doors. So with anxiety, I know in my head all the answers. I can worry. I could give all the answers, because I know writing down what you do, but it's not easy. When you wake up in the morning and you're concerned about something, it's not something that I've been thinking about all night, because I, I usually sleep all night. You wake up and I'm like, God, why am I waking up with anxiety? And it's a battle, and it's not easy, and it's a battle you have to go through. So if some of you are battling with things like wanting to get a ferry or having to get a train, you have to do some, make some hard decisions and battle through. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not, I haven't succeeded, and some days I'm fine. But there's no answer, you have to battle. So if any of you have got anxiety, worry, or other things, you may have to battle through. And equally, you want to find somebody who will be with you, pray with you, and just be beside you, and you know they're there for you. Thank you, Roger. One of the songs that came to mind as Roger um, was speaking, um, it's an old one, but um, it's cast your burdens upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Like we have a heavenly father who is with us, so we're not battling these earthly things on our own. And sometimes each morning and throughout the day, I think I've cast my burdens upon the Lord, but sometimes we try and take those burdens back upon ourselves. And we just have to keep giving them to the Lord. So if we could just maybe take a quiet moment within ourselves, just to kind of feel what the Lord may be putting on your heart, that actually he wants, like he doesn't want you to be carrying that burden. And if you, this is something you really struggle with, you know, we'd love to pray for you or maybe pray with someone who you came with. Uh, but if we can just give God a moment to do the work, um, but also be willing to release some of the things that we're holding on to.
Thank you, Roger and Jess. Um, for those who don't know me, my name's Tom, this is Fiona, and we um, head up the older youth um, at Harvest, and we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about New Day um, this summer now, um, well, this summer coming. Now, we've only just come back from New Day, or it feels like that, um, but we really want to just talk to you um, all about New Day, so please don't switch off if you haven't got youth, or if you don't think it's for you, because we just really want to um, kind of inspire you and... and just tell you about New Day. So New Day is a festival for youth. Um, this year we had approximately 9,000 youth who met up in Norfolk for a week, which is awesome. Um, great time of meeting God and fellowship together. Um, we camp with um, the Vine and Odium and Life Church Hook, and we have done for the last few years, and it's just a really great time. And Fiona's gonna give you a quick um, example of what a random day looks like. Yes, yeah, so a typical day at New Day. Um, breakfast is at half past seven. <laughs> um, it gets later throughout the week <laughs> um, as we get tired. Um, we meet all in a big marquee, just our site. There's about 70 of us that camp together and we enjoy cereal and sa bacon sandwiches and pancakes and all sorts of lovely delights. Um, then there's morning meetings. In the morning, we have separate meetings for those aged 12 to 14, which is lots of messy games, very loud worship, um, talks that's um, a bit shorter for that age group. And, um, and then we have a separate meeting for 15 to 18s, um, which tends to be a bit more kind of discipleship-led um, for the older ones. Um, after the main meeting, there's a range of seminars on all sorts of topics, all obviously related to young people. And again, there are some for 12 to 14, some for 15 to, 9, uh, 15 to 18. And they also run Youth Alpha as well for those who might be seeking. Um, then after that, we gather back at our marquee for lunch. Then the afternoon is pretty free just to enjoy what has, the site has to offer. They put on lots of sporting events. You can have there's church team football tournaments, basketball tournaments, all sorts, and, and the sports hall that does all sorts of things. There's cafes, there's shops, there's lots of food outlets. The waffles are very popular. Um, and the young people just really enjoy hanging out together. We have entertainment back at our marquee as well for those who might not want to go out into the concourse, they call it. Um, we have lots of board games, we have lots of sports equipment, so people just hang about as well and chat and just have fellowship together. Um, we meet again at, for dinner around five-ish, and then we head all to the big top for the main meeting. Everybody's in together um, for worship, talk, ministry time. Um, after that, then all the venues open, cafes and music venues, and the hip-hop culture is massive there. Um, there's fairground rides as well. And we put entertainment back on at the marquee as well, karaoke, quiz nights, things like that, um, for those who might not want to go out to the venues. And then curfew is at half 11, and we try and get everyone asleep and in their tents and everything and happy. So yeah, it's a full-on day, but lots and lots of fun. So um, New Day itself costs £240. That ticket includes the entry to the event, um, travel up to Norfolk and back, food, tents, activities, things like that. Um, the reason why we're telling you now is that um, we've got a, a monthly booking price, which if people book in now that they can take advantage of, obviously the later you get, we have price increases and things like that imposed by New Day, so it'd be good to get people to book on. Um, but we're not just wanting youth, it'd be great to have some adults coming and supporting us and being with us for the week, because um, Andrew, Jess, uh, Fiona and I, are fine there, but it'd be great to have more people coming along. Um, and so if you do want to come, then please do come and see us at the end, or if you have any youth that you'd like to book into, or even if you'd just like to discuss and see um, if there's anything we can do, if price is an issue or anything like that, then please do come and speak to us. We'll be hanging around afterwards, and it'd be great to speak to you. Thank you. I'll hand over to Rob. That's better. Now you can hear. Right. Let's just pray, shall we? 
Father, we just thank you for the way in which you interact with us, the way in which you speak to us, and the way in which you encourage us, Lord, and strengthen us in our daily journey with you. And we just pray, Lord, as we turn to your word now, that you would just encourage us further, Lord, each one of us, that we can just know your presence and your strength with us, and you would be continually changing us, Lord, to be more like you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So our topic this morning, and our theme this morning, is Jesus and truth. I wonder how many of you have ever been in a court of law. Perhaps best not to answer that. I was once ordered to appear in a special needs tribunal in a court following a complaint to my school. And this type of tribunal is chaired by a judge, and they look at the evidence put before it, and they decide whether the school and the trust have actually followed the law in terms of special needs. And as head teacher, you are responsible with the trust uh, for what has happened or what has not happened. It isn't really a very pleasant experience. You're very aware that every word you say is being judged and recorded, and you have to tell the truth about what you or the school or the trust did over several years and whether it was appropriate. So I was last asked lots of questions over probably two or three hours and you have to reply in as much detail as you can. So my information had to be accurate, had to be honest. I had to tell the truth. And on this occasion, thankfully, my evidence was accepted and there was no judgment made against the school. I had nothing to hide and I answered truthfully, but it really made me consider this. How do we deal with truth in today's world? And perhaps even more so, how do we as God's people live out truth as followers of Jesus? As part of God's church, we are called to live in truth day by day. And as I hope as we carry on, we shall see that this means far more than just not lying. So let's just briefly consider the world's view of truth, because I think it's important to understand the opposition, as it were. So, the world's view of truth. The definition of truth is being challenged in all sorts of ways, and artificial intelligence is becoming a real concern as photos, documents and film are made to show evidence that actually is not true. It's made up. That's why it's artificial intelligence. This means it's becoming more difficult for everybody to distinguish truth from fiction. And there's a real danger the truth is actually being diluted. We can easily become confused. And a lot of people are very worried about artificial intelligence, AI, because it seems to be gradually destroying the view that there is a truth. There is truth. Some young people may well question truth as they challenge the older generation about laws, about interpretations of truth, whether truth is important. I don't think this is always negative because they may well be searching for truth rather than the many half-truths that they may have heard, that may have been given to them. And I'm sure for younger people, actually finding truth can also be a very confusing journey. But even for those of us who are a bit older, I think truth was often challenged in a gentle way, perhaps without us even realising it. I think it was meant to be helpful. I think it was meant to be, to be helping us to understand truth, but I think it had the opposite effect. Do you remember being told that a white lie was okay? Show us your hands if you remember being told that by your parents or family or even in school. A white lie is okay. Right? For younger folk, that meant it was sometimes better to tell a lie rather than letting the truth hurt people. So a white lie could be forgiven as it's better sometimes not to tell the full truth. But we all know what happens, don't we? Because eventually the real truth usually comes out and then it's very difficult and very awkward as many politicians have found out to their own cost. So we think about truth in different ways. But if we're not careful, we can slip into the opposite of truth. Lying, dishonesty, hypocrisy, counterfeit, fake, fraud, deceit. And often again, it's not something we perhaps plan to do. It's just a result of letting go 
of absolutes, of absolute truth. Because for many in today's world, truth has become relative rather than absolute. And as Christians, as we follow the Lord, we need to consider if we realise that we have not recognised God's truth, and instead we have accepted the diluted or twisted version of truth, then we need to come to our Father to confess and repent. So relative truth is conditional. It is subjective. It might be contradictory. It's capable of changing over time. It depends on circumstances. But friends, this is just the deception of the enemy. Go back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis, God's marvellous gift to mankind, a marvellous gift to Adam and Eve. He brought them together in truth. He gave them this wonderful garden to live in. They lived in God's truth. And then the enemy came to them and confused them and deceived them. And he's still a deceiver even today, a master of deception. He loves to get into our minds and take God's wonderful truth and twist the truth. He wants to confuse us with lies, which may seem to be true, which would turn out to be a terrible deception. He wants to weaken our relationship with the Lord. So where do we stand as the church of Jesus? As Christians in an ever-changing world, people asking lots of questions about Jesus. Is Jesus still relevant? Is he old-fashioned? Is Christianity now obsolete in our modern world? Is Jesus really needed anymore? And we too have choices. We can allow ourselves to be deceived at times by the enemy or we can choose to follow Jesus who is the truth. It's amazing. There is no deceit in Christ. There's no deception. Jesus cannot lie. He cannot deceive because Jesus is the truth. He is without sin. He's not boring or tedious. The freedom Jesus brings into our life through living in the truth is exciting. His truth is stimulating. His truth is absolute. And we probably need his truth more than ever in today's world. So let's just look at Jesus. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way to the Father. These are verses from John chapter 14. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That would be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? even after I've been among you such a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living me who is doing his work. So in contrast to this relative truth, God's absolute truth is consistent and eternal. Its meaning is universal. It never changes, and it cannot be challenged. It's never going to change or become obsolete. It is complete and trustworthy. And God's truth can completely erase and eradicate any false truths the enemy brings into our lives. When I was thinking about this, I thought about as a child how I'd used a plumb line with my father. Do you remember plumb lines? thin piece of string with a weight at the bottom that you could hold up or even pin to a wall to get the wallpaper straight or even if you're building a wall out of bricks to make sure it was straight. So if you fix the string with a weight at the bottom you will have a perfect straight line to follow. I mean nowadays it would be an electronic laser level wouldn't it but the principle is the same. right? We have a light, a guide to guide us with a straight line. If you have no straight line, we would have wallpaper which is not straight and walls which would look awful and would not be strong. Jesus' truth is perfect. He, Jesus, is the plumb line 
for our lives. Everything we do, we can measure against his plumb line. And he's the only plumb line in our life that will never let us down. He is never wrong. He's always there to show us the absolute truth by which we can live. He is completely dependable and reliable. He is always true. He is always the truth. And if we don't have Jesus to guide us in his truth and live day by day in his truth, well, where would we be? Where would we be? We would never be free. We would always be out of kilter. We would always be in a mess. His absolute truth is beyond time because God the Father, Jesus his Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one, together are truth. So the question is, how can we live in the truth that is Jesus? And sometimes it's quite difficult in the modern world. But God is gracious and understanding. He could easily give up on us as we fail to follow his truth and are determined to live in our version of truth. But instead, Jesus declares to his disciples that they can live in God's truth through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we follow Jesus, we can always live in his truth, this absolute truth. So Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17. It says, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. I just find that scripture wonderful. God gives us the Holy Spirit, his spirit of truth, to help us, to live within us, to be with us forever. What an amazing gift. God is so good. And Jesus tells the disciples how they can live in his truth because the Father has given to each of us his Holy Spirit to live in us and to guide us in truth. He makes it clear that truth is not just an add-on. It is for each of us through the power of God. We can be guided and empowered every day through God's gift of the Spirit. So John 16 verse 13 tells us about how the Holy Spirit will guide us. Isn't it wonderful? We are given the Holy Spirit who will guide us into all truth. And we, are, we can see in God's word how he will guide us. So I just thought, well, when, when does God guide me? When does God guide us? We may struggle sometimes with some parts of the Bible. But the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. We may wonder why prayers seem to go unanswered, but the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. We may struggle with certain areas of sin, such as anger or lack of self-control, but the Holy Spirit, as we call on him, will guide us into all truth. We may sometimes be listening to the lies of the enemy who prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour but the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. We may struggle with relationships which are really important to us, but still the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. So it's really important that we are filled with the Spirit and we go on being filled with the Spirit, asking him to lead us into all truth. Because it is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that enables us to live truthfully in the world and enables us, enables us as God's people to live out truthful lives as followers of Jesus. So the next question really is, how then can we be truthful, honest and trustworthy? In John 17, verse 13 to 19, Jesus says, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. 
My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Jesus has prayed for us, for you and me, to be protected from the evil one. We are covered by his protection. It's a bit like an insurance policy which is perfect and protects us against every single thing. But more than that, because Jesus can deliver us from anything that would diminish his truth. And we can ask him to protect us. And we can ask him to enable us to walk in his truth day by day. Because we can build that trust relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit based on the truth that is God. Based on the truth that enables us to build a trace trust relationship with others. The only way we can live our lives in God's truth is through surrendering ourselves to him and his eternal truth and living in his power through the Holy Spirit. We need that relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit based on the truth that is God that enables us to build that trust relationship with others. And the only way we can live our lives in God's truth is through surrender. Surrender. See, we often just beat ourselves up about it, don't we, and try harder. Oh, I've got to put more effort into this. I've got to try and find a different way of doing this. But that isn't what God is saying. It's not about continuously saying sorry to God and then doing the same thing again and then having to say sorry again if we are not living in his power. We know, don't we, that we need to be continuously filled with the Spirit of God. We need to be aware of his presence with us Day by day, moment by moment, he is there. We can't achieve this by ourselves, but God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can empower us and give us the strength to live in truth. Look at Jesus. Jesus is sincere. He is true. He is genuine. He is trustworthy. He is upright. He's straightforward. He's factual. He's real. Only Jesus can enable us to be honest and truthful with integrity. Perhaps we say, I want to be honest and truthful, but just keep failing miserably. I get it wrong. So we need to be like Jesus. He has changed us. We are his. We are called to be his people. A people who live in his truth by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's just spend time now just to seek him. We may need to confess and repent of believing the lies that Satan spreads about, believing his deception sometimes, and we need to ask God to flood our lives with his truth. As we ask God to clear out the rubbish and the falsehood and the lies, then his truth We'll have plenty of room to come in and fill us. So we are then able to live in his power day by day and bring others into his kingdom as they also recognise his truth through us. Let's just spend a moment just to reflect on that, to think about how God's truth is so important to us. Has God been speaking to us today? Has God been speaking to you today? If you've heard his voice quietly challenging you, quietly talking to you, speaking to you, let's respond to him. We may need to repent if we allow the enemy's version of truth to be part of our lives. We may need to seek forgiveness. We may need to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any ungodly ideas that have crept in, the false truths that we have unwillingly perhaps begun to believe because of the deceptions of the enemy. And we need to let God deal with them because he wants to fill us once more with his love, his goodness, his eternal truth. 
Now, I think this probably applies to many of us, so please do stand and let's pray together just to know God's Holy Spirit bringing God's truth into every area of our lives. Let's stand together. I'm going to pray for us all together. As I pray, I'll just leave space for you just to be also responding to God. So you can just be quietly telling him how you feel and how you want to be full of his truth, of his love, and how you want to just allow the Holy Spirit to move in his power and glory. So let's just pray. Father God, how we thank you for who you are. How we thank you that there is one who guides us in truth. How we thank you that we can know your truth which has no falseness, has nothing bad, nothing wrong, is completely truth, 100% truth. Lord, help us to rely upon you. Help us to call out to you, Lord, that you may fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that he may teach us truth day by day, moment by moment. He will lead us in truth. Father God, we would come before you and say, sometimes we have allowed the ideas of the enemy to get in the way of our relationship with you. We have not seen the full consequences of not following your truth. We haven't understood, perhaps, your truth. Lord, speak to us heart to heart, even now that we could hear your voice and we could know what you're saying to us. And Lord, cleanse us, Lord, from all the rubbish which we actually collect in our lives and allow to, to be within us, Lord. Just get rid of all that rubbish and junk, Lord. Get rid of all the lies of the enemy, Lord. Cause us to be filled with your Holy Spirit who can guide us in all truth and empower us to live lives of truth. Lord, help us to be able to reveal your truth to others as your Holy Spirit moves in us. And Lord, when we come up against untruths, things that everybody seems to think are true, Lord, help us just to stand firm through your Holy Spirit that we can be strong in you, that we can be empowered to reject those lies, Lord, and hold fast to your truth. Help us, Lord, to bring up our children in truth. Lord, to help them to understand truth as it really is. Our neighbours, our friends, Lord, show us gentle ways, Lord, to bring truth into their lives, Lord so they can get to know your truth, Lord, and not be deceived. So, Lord, we just pray your blessing upon us now, Lord. Strengthen us, enable us, Lord, to be a people of truth, because we are people of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, you may feel that there is something that you really would like somebody else to help you to pray through. And if that is so, then please do come up on this side here at the front and there will be people there who can pray for you if there's something particularly which you find difficult which you find hard to get around it just seems to block your way and block your, your relationship with God then please do come forward and we can pray for you just to know God's freedom and release as you revel in his truth okay Jess over to you Thank you so much, Rob, for bringing that word to us. As uh, Rob was speaking, I was reminded of a verse in Ephesians, one you probably all know very well, and it's about the armour of God, and that's something we can put on every single day. 
And what struck me is the first thing that goes on is the belt of truth. <laughs> and that's the thing that everything else hangs from. And like God's armour is there to protect you. So the belt of truth, it protects you from like the lies of the world. So I'd we don't have time for that today. Uh, but I'd encourage you, if you've not read that verse in a while, just go read that passage. I have not read it in a long time. I was just sat there and I was like, wow, great stuff. So thank you, Rob. Um, so we're going to bring our meeting to a close. Um, so today we do have a welcome tea today at 4.30 here at the Mortings. So it's a great opportunity if you're new to the church or just looking in or you've not been to one before. We'd love to just get to know you and you can get to know us as a church. Um, I'm sure there'll be cake. Is there cake? Important to know. Um, homemade brownies. Were they made by Emma? Oh, I, I'm sure they'll be lovely either way. <laughs> I'm like, can I come? <laughs> um, okay, so it'd be great if you could join us for that. Um, if you are a guest, I don't have one up here with me. Actually, I do. Hopefully, you'll have been given a Connect card. Um, we'd be really grateful if you could give that back, just so we can get to know you and... Um, yeah, get to know more about you. Um, if you want any updates, you can see Karen's email. Karen's over there. If you don't get these emails and would like to, I'm sure she'd be happy to arrange that for you. This is where we have all the details of what's coming up. So it's a good one to get in on. Um, parents, please collect your children at 11.45. That is in seven minutes. So we did really well today. So enjoy your time, there's tea, coffee, refreshments, but please remember to collect your children and have a great week.